We've got another podcast for you here at JuetteCalories.com, and we're introducing a new mini-series called Moms with Moxie. All the way from my desk in New York, I get to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. And some of my students have really caught my eye. Some of you have done all you can to learn how to cure those around you using homeopathic medicines. Your successes inspire me, and they're glorious and powerful. And I can't keep your successes a secret any longer. So with help from my roving reporter, Paola, we bring you this mini podcast series that I call Moms with Moxie. It's actually grandmoms too, but it's Moms with Moxie. See how regular mothers and others, average people who want to cure those around them, have gone from freaking to fabulous with homeopathy. Today's podcast, we meet Galen, a busy mom of seven. And what I really like about Galen is that she is very normal. She reminds me of myself before I got sick with chronic health issues. And she really just set out to heal her body. And I can really relate. She intermittently fell in love with this awesome form of medicine that we call homeopathy. Also, towards the end of the podcast, Galen gives a lot of success stories that she's had in using homeopathy with her friends. And if you go to Juet's website under podcasts, you can find Galen's podcast and its transcription. So Juet has taken the time to write out some of the homeopathic protocols that Galen likely used when she was helping some of her friends. So be sure to head to Joette's website and find where we posted Galen's podcast to view the protocols that Joette added in. Hi there, I'm here with Galen Scholes from Texas. She is our first interviewee for our new series that we're calling Moms with Moxie. Hi Galen, welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Galen, you're a girl after my heart. We could chat all day, and I've loved getting to know you and <laughs> how you do the homeopathy in your own life. Um, so let's just get started here. Tell me, do you love homeopathy? And oh, you- I do. I really do. And, you know, as Joette would say, you know, it just simply works, and I love it. It's, it's empowering. It's the essence of liberty. It's uh, the knowledge that keeps on giving. And I love how I can send kids out to play, you know, and just feel confident that they're going to be able to come back with, you know, and they always do with bruises and bumps, and I'll know how to take care of them. And I love how we can take care of the Texas fire ants, sugar bites. I love that I have everything I need right here in my own house. I don't have to go anywhere. I just have it ready to go. And I love that the remedies can stay for years and years and if we take care of them. I love that they don't have to depend on the refrigerator to stay good. If you want a note on, on that, read The Last Babylon, and you'll probably really enjoy that. Okay. It's a book? It's a book. It's a, kind of one of those fun books that kind of gets you pumped to be mm-hmm. prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that I have something to offer my friends and family when they're suffering. And I love that it takes the things of the earth and makes them our medicine. And I love that it gives meaning and purpose to all those noxious and poisonous plants, those nasty insects and infestations even, because they can be utilized for good. And I love that I can keep my family from toxic drugs that will damage their immune systems. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. I love that it follows natural law. 
I love that it empowers individuals and families to take care of their own. I mean, how really, how can you not love all of that? I know you're right. And when you say, how can you not, I feel like the people who don't love homeopathy, it's only because they don't yet understand it. Most definitely. That's the only reason. Because once you get it, there's nothing not to love. Oh, you can't go back. Right. It's just so wonderful. So something you said here that kind of caught my eye was you said here, it is the essence of liberty. What does that mean to you? Can you kind of explain that for a second? Because that caught my eye. You know what? Once you start going down the path of liberty, you keep finding more ways in which you want to delve into it more. The freedom to not have to go to the hospital. That's freedom. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe we might need to at some point, but we don't have to. We know enough that we can stay home and we can take care of it. That is freedom and that's liberty. The knowledge that homeopathy gives to us, it really is truly powerful. It's powerful that you know what to do. Right. It's only when we don't know what to do that we feel powerless and then us, our liberty is diminished. When you know what to do, you have the power. So Galen, tell us about how you found homeopathy because it really feels like you've been doing it for like at least 10 years. How did you find it? How long ago was it when you embarked in your journey? Okay, I'd love to tell you about that. Well, let me give you the background for it. At about 38, I felt like I looked like the epitome of health. I was enjoying lifting weights as I always had throughout my life. I was doing triathlons. I had done some marathons. I had also been following a no-fat diet plan for about 10 years, thinking I was doing a good thing, right? Health and fitness had always been my interest. In fact, when I went to college, that was my minor. But anyway, I started throwing out my back about every four to six months. And, you know, it would just take me down. And I hated stopping working out to heal up, but I had to do it sometimes. And, you know, I always got back right into my workouts. But, but soon the ache in my back didn't really go away. And my hips and my spine then started to hurt more and more. And finally, I realized I had that arthritis thing. And so I was like, oh my gosh, how is it even possible that I have arthritis, being as active as I am? So I went to an arthritis specialist to see what he could do, what I could do. And he told me that it was osteoarthritis and that I could take pain meds. And there really wasn't anything to cure it. You know, modern medicine is so incredible. The way they can diagnose is really impressive. I mean, that, it, that it is it's wonderful. But when you have something like arthritis, and we talk about how amazing medicine is, and they come with you like, well, you can have painkillers. It's like, really? I thought, it. where's that? Not, yeah, where's the ivory tower of great modern medicine? Like, that's it? Exactly. Exactly. I was, I was really kind of surprised. Because mm -hmm. I hadn't really looked in, obviously, to that yet. And yeah, there was nothing to cure it. And so I was like, well, surely someone has something for me. You know, someone's got some answers. So I went to another specialist and he said the exact same thing. Pain meds were apparently the answer. And I told him, you know, I'm too young to start taking pain meds if these aren't even going to heal me. And I plan to live another 40 years. You know, 80 would be nice. Right. Your kidney and your liver won't hold out. Right. All those drugs, you know. Right. Exactly. I was like, there's got to be something else for me. I just wasn't satisfied. So anyway, I kind of left that off to the side and kind of stewed over it for another almost a year. And, and it was at this point that I went to a Christmas party where I was walking around chit-chatting with all my friends. 
And then the pain in my hips just jumped out and grabbed me and made me almost fall down. And that really scared me. It, for me, it really was the last straw. I needed to figure out what was going on and I needed to figure out how to heal. I was getting worse. Well, and you were convinced that your doctors didn't have it all. I remember you told me, you asked him, so I'm drinking soda, right? You had a soda habit, like a big gulp or whatever, of soda every day. Right. I even said, you know, look, I've been drinking, I don't know how many ounces, 32 probably for a long time. And then I went down to like maybe just two sodas of diet sodas every day. I mean, since I was about 14 or 15, except for when I was pregnant. And mind you, I have been pregnant eight times. Every time that I would get pregnant, for some reason, my body knew that I shouldn't have that junk in me. But the rest of my whole life, I was like, oh, it's probably bad for me. But I didn't really think about it too much. I started getting sick. I asked my doctor, I was like, do you think that habit has anything to do with me being sick, you know, with this arthritis? And he's like, ah, no. You know, it's probably not the best thing, but, you know, it's not a big deal. Then I really knew. I was like, well, these guys, they don't know what they're talking about, at least on this level. They don't know anything about nutrition. And, And even though I had studied a lot of it, it was the regular conventional nutrition. So come to find out, I really needed to look. And in my little bits of looking here and there, I found some information on raw milk. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out finally after this uh, situation at this party. And I was like, I'm going to go see if it's actually true, that it has some anti-inflammatory factors that I'd heard about. I'd heard about this information. I listened to a talk from this lady, and she had mentioned a book called Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon. And found myself a raw milk farmer in our area, and I was quite excited. And at that point, I decided that I would kick my daily soda habit for real, for good. And mind you, I had quit about a thousand times before. (laughs) You know, this one, though, was for real, and I did six years ago. Well, and the thing is, you were talking about how you were educated with the traditional sense of nutrition. You kind of are taught, I mean, not directly, but you infer that you can outrun that soda pop. You know what I mean? Burn off the calories or whatever. You're fine. So you didn't have that motivation. I wouldn't have done anything different had I not gotten sick. Right. I would be doing the exact same thing as I was doing had I not gotten sick arthritis. I'll tell you that right now because there was not a motivation to change. And I'm always so impressed with those people that are changing and they're not sick because I can relate. I got sick and then I woke up. It is. It's true. If you can be someone that's not sick and then do these changes, then you're a rock star. So good for you. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) So not us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But even in a couple of weeks, I thought, you know what, I think I feel a little tiny bit better. You know how you're not totally sure, but you're just like, I think I think I am feeling just a slight little bit less pain. And I wasn't sure if I was imagining, but anyway, I just kept at it. And I experimented with all the main points in that book. And it really became a permanent fixture in my kitchen. And I read dozens and dozens of other related books. I mean, you name it, I was reading it. And Food-wise, and I was convinced at this point that food could be my savior. I was so convinced that this was going to heal me. And so I was just very, very motivated. Kept at it for a couple of years, really not losing a beat, until my big change, which was my sinus infection. It came and got me and just threw me down. And I tried every home remedy I could find on the internet, and really nothing helped. In my studies, I had learned that I really needed to avoid antibiotics and steroids. 
because those only weaken my immune system. I knew I wanted to stay away from that, but my sinus pain got so bad, I really didn't know what to do. And it is true, when you change your diet, it takes so much energy out of your life that you really hope like, okay, well, at least I'll probably never get sick. But the second you think that, you're like, that's not possible. I'm going to get sick someday, you know. You're going to get sick. It is going to happen. And then what are you going to do? Right. I mean, that's the thing is, but I was thinking, I'm going to be like getting better, 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 better. And I was thinking, oh, I'll be able to take care of it on using home remedies. Yeah, like herbs and stuff. But no, made me realize that I had a gap, huge, huge gap. And uh, fortunately, I had been a member of the Weston Price Foundation, and I had been getting the wise tradition journals that the Weston Price Foundation puts out. And I mean, really, those come in the mail, and I'm like just reading the whole thing. Nobody better disturb me, right? But I did remember that in those journals, there was a lady named Joette Calabrese, and she was talking about the healing power of something called homeopathy. And so, gosh, I was desperate. And so I called a number that I found, and it turned out to be her son, of all things. And he assured me that that he would give her the message. Call me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in a ton of pain. My ears were exploding. My my sinuses were just killing me. Anyway, so my sweet husband, he felt so bad for me. And he couldn't understand why I just didn't go get a prescription and and get better. And we had several friends that are, are doctors, and they're like, just let us throw in a prescription for you. It'd be so easy. And so Rob's like, oh yeah, go do that. You know, so he went ahead and picked me up whatever my friends thought that I needed. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I've done all this work to get my gut where it's in a good spot, where it's in a good place. And I don't want to ruin it. And so anyway, after I got done with speaking with Joette, we had a little 15 minute chit chat and I was just telling her my soap story. And she was so kind and understanding, but my husband really wanted me just to take the meds and he didn't want to see me suffering. Right. You know, we didn't have any experience yet with homeopathy. I tell people all the time, the worst time to get started with homeopathy is in the middle of a crisis. Oh, know? definitely. It, I mean, it's good, but it's bad at the same time because you want to get pushed in, get started. Right. But what I ended up doing is taking kind of a shortened version of the antibiotic, but I did throw away the steroid. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was like, this better work with a little bit of antibiotic that I'm going to take. Right, right. Well, because you took the antibiotic, you could probably look forward to an opportunity to treat it with homeopathy pretty soon. I did. Of course I did. So there were about four more episodes of that. By the time those came around, I knew what to do. That was what was so exciting. Four more sinus infections, but you treated each one with homeopathy. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the thing. And so I kind of got started with Joette right after that. We set it up and she was helping with all my chronic issues. And really, I just got so excited. I mean, it totally bit me. I loved it. I just couldn't read enough. I couldn't get enough of it. And every birthday and Mother's Day, anniversary, Christmas, that was just for me an excuse to buy another one of Joette's courses. (laughs) And I just loved it. I mean... I was like, yeah, I have another birthday coming up here. I get another course. I could tell I was healing faster and faster all the time. So very motivating. Sure. One day I remember realizing that I didn't need to waddle. You know how we get when we're like towards the end of our pregnancies? Mm -hmm. We have that waddle. Yeah. Well, when I had this arthritis, I was doing a lot of that waddling because everything hurt. Well, one day I realized 
I'm still waddling, but I don't really need to. I was like, oh, I can like stand up straight and I can kind of walk in a, in a nice regular way. And I was like, that is really funny. It struck me as really funny. That is but, funny. I can relate. I remember one time when my children were very young and I was always bouncing a baby at church. And one day I didn't have the baby with me and I was bouncing. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God. But you do, you get so used to compensating for an illness. And then you're like, wait, I'm better. I don't have the baby. I don't have the arthritis. Yeah. I know. That is, that is so funny. So yeah, I mean, I got to be the point where I was able to start running again. I was able to start lifting weights again because I had gotten to a point where, I mean, I was like, I guess that part of my life is over and done with. And it really made me upset because that was my emotional outlet. That's how I dealt with stress. That was such a gift to be given that back to me. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Very good. Yeah. Great. So I guess, I mean, this question is kind of obvious at this point, but what do you think your life would be like now had you not found homeopathy? Well, that is a really great question. You know, let me start by saying what what we wouldn't be able to do. Well, we wouldn't have been able to go buy our new 28-acre farm in the country. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why, because I wouldn't have had the health to do all the hard labor. And we all know our husbands go off and work all day. They're doing such great stuff at work. And so who gets to do the hard work? I wouldn't have felt confident to be able to do that. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking care of my animals or my garden. I use homeopathy with both. It's so wonderful to have options for sickness. We don't have to resort to the antibiotics and the regular conventional drugs. I really just would not have felt as prepared. I would have felt more limited. So, I mean, I asked you this before. How long have you been doing homeopathy, Galen? It does feel like a long time. When we look at this story and this journey, there's so much that has happened. Right. Well, you know, homeopathy and I have only been hanging out for about three and a half years. Wow. Yeah, three and a half years, but it really does feel longer. It feels like a whole decade or two. I mean, it feels like I've really been studying it for so long, but it's just because it completely changes your paradigm. Yes. That's exactly right. I've been doing it for about the same amount of time, maybe a little bit less. And I refer to it as my other life because people will talk to me and they'll say, oh, of course, you know, you know, they're apologetic. Oh, I had a C-section or I had an epidural. I'm like, oh, girl, I had epidurals with all my children. I I have another life, (laughs) you know? Right, exactly. Thank goodness I had all my children before all this. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, props (laughs) to Joette, props to Joette who, who talks about her births. So now that you have homeopathy, you've made a resolution for yourself. So tell us about that. Well, you know, I just felt like I was given such a gift. To me, it felt like a mystery unveiled that changed my life forever. I love to study. And now I I make sure that that's a big part of what I study personally. And I also, as a homeschooling family, make it a huge part of what I study with my children in our homeschooling time. I do have seven children, six at home. And I make sure so that they leave my home feeling confident in their homeopathy skills. That way they can take care of themselves and others. I have a lot of boys in our family, all involved with scouting, which is kind of rough and tough. And I made homeopathy emergency kits to take with them on their scouting adventures. And these kits can take care of most of those emergency situations. And I write little simple instructions on each one of them so that they know exactly what to do and, and how much. Make sure that everything's at my house and I keep it all stocked up, definitely. And don't you have a son who recently has left home? Yes, I have a son that is uh, serving a church mission that I made sure I spent a whole night before he left 
getting his homeopathy arsenal ready in case of <laughs> anything. I mean, I was, I was saying anything. So I put just options after options in that kit. I wrote it all out. I don't know how many pages of writing things out. It's like, if this happens to this, if this happens to this, and knowing that he's going to be out there eating just whatever foods are just given to him. My visions of him getting sick are like highly likely. I just felt like I needed to send him prepared. I love it. So I'm intrigued. You know, my kids are a little bit young. My oldest is starting to kind of be intrigued by homeopathy. What do you do to teach your kids at home? What does your curriculum look like? The curriculum is everybody gets sick every now and then. That's our curriculum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's when you learn. Yeah. You know, someone gets their head knocked. We all say out loud, what is it we're going to go get? You're going to run and grab it. You don't tell them right away. You basically have them guess ahead of time. I love that, Galen. You told me once that you actually read Dorothy Shepard, a homeopath, that Joette loves her books. You read them for bedtime. We read Dorothy Shepard. And uh, we've read two of her books so far, and I'm planning on reading a bunch more. It, because it's awesome. Really fun stories and lots of situations. I don't know. It's just really awesome. And then we use Joette's courses, too. We just go straight through her courses. I love it. What else could be better? What other science, health section could be better than that, really? I know it. It's true. We actually had an animal out here on our farm that got sick, and we checked him, and he had a fever. And my son was like, oh, good. I was like, what do you mean good? He's like, mom, papers are good. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> is that awesome? Right. I'm like, you're right, you're right. It is good, but I would rather him just be healthy and not be sick at yeah. all. But it's at those moments that we realize that what we're trying to help them understand is sinking in. So when someone at your house gets sick, you don't necessarily blurt out the right remedy. You turn to the kids and you say, what should I give her for him? Yeah, definitely. Let's figure it out. Maybe I do already know. Okay, so Galen, tell me about homeopathy. And you said it turns back time for you. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like I've been given a second chance. I've seen in my own life how my arthritic symptoms are slowly being resolved, just as Joette taught me. And the most recent symptoms, this is one of the things that she teaches, that the most recent symptoms are the ones that go away the first. And then that's what's happening. I am slowly working backwards to my very, very first symptoms that showed up that are now my chronic. I don't know. I'm hoping that I'm maybe on a five-year plan, six-year plan, that eventually I will be able to say goodbye to most of my arthritis situation. And the thing that makes it really cool is when an acute shows up, when we know how to deal with those using homeopathy, it actually accelerates our progress with our chronics because it's boosting our immune system. Now our system knows more, just the same thing. Now our immune system has more power. You know, I had a pretty bad case of strep throat once and it was bad and I stuck with it. It got bad because I didn't have the remedies in the house. I'm so glad I stuck with it because after that strep throat got better, all of a sudden my chronic stuff was really moving out. It really is how it happens. It's amazing. So you and I have kind of joked that we're homeopathy missionaries. And and a lot of these moms with Moxie are, man, they're little missionaries. So tell me about that. Yeah, well, I mean, once you've seen the power of homeopathy, boy, it carries you on and you cannot keep your mouth shut. And you just tell everybody all about it. I'm really involved with my church and I've had numerous opportunities to share what homeopathy has done for me and my family with people of my faith. I'm also very involved with a homeschool group that we put together that meets once a week. And likewise, in that group setting, I've had lots of opportunities to share and help. 
And I'm also looking around. Everybody's got something. Either it's acute, chronics all over the place. Many don't want to go to conventional meds, but they just don't know of any other options. And so these are opportunities to share. I share homeopathy with random people too. Just the other day, a serviceman came to work on the tractor and he started telling me about his asthma. And I was like, well, oh, let's talk about asthma. And so I got to take a moment and plant a seed with him that there's other options than going back to his regular meds. So for a year and a half now, I've been able to gather my friends around me and do a homeopathy group at my house. And we've been able to support each other in our quest for health. And in my little meetings that we have here, I also try to share demonstration of Sally Fallon's nourishing traditions, doing some nutrient-dense cooking in my kitchen for my friends. And, you know, if you put those two things together, you just have a winning combination. You do. And I tell people this, with homeopathy and a high-quality diet, you can have pretty incredible help with these resources at your fingertips. Yep. And it does go back to what you said at the beginning about liberty. You don't know you have any other option. You really are bound by the mercy of if you have a smart doctor who tells you to take vitamin C or whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Or the drugs that they're used to doling out. So let's get to the fun stuff, Galen. I want you to tell me some of your experiences. Think of some stories that our listeners might appreciate. You're just a regular mom. We've been doing this for just over three years. What kind of transformation have you been able to do with your own two little hands? I could go on and on and on, but I'll, let's see. I'll tell you about a friend that came to me with kidney stone issues. She ended up in the ER. Her doctor found a five millimeter size stone that was giving her lots of problems. And for weeks she had been suffering with pain and, and the need to urinate, but resulting only in like a trickle. And these symptoms would come and go, but the doctor offered a drug, you know, in the same breath, he mentioned that it wasn't even very effective. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up giving her the pain meds, which she took when the pain was really bad. And then we were able to set her up with remedies for kidney stones and waited for it to just do its magic. And it really didn't take long. So within three days from uh-huh. talking to me and getting those remedies, she felt that she felt a zing, kind of a sharp, quick, painful zing in her lower left abdominal area. And instantly that constant urge to urinate was just gone. It was just completely gone. And she hasn't had any issues with that since. Wow. So where did it go? Who cares? Who cares? Right. I know. It's just gone. Without the symptoms there, it's gone. Right. Symptoms don't lie. That's great. I love that. There's another friend that came to me with concerns that her daughter was snoring every night. And she was worried that her daughter might also have apnea during her sleep. She had actually several things. She had chronic nosebleeds. She had ear pain, motion sickness. She had taken her daughter to the doctor, and after about 15 minutes of conversation, he offered to schedule her daughter for a tonsillectomy. I mean, is that just kind of crazy? Yeah, you don't want your tonsils out, kids. Oh, I have strep throat right now, and I was like, well, your tonsils will swell up, and she's like, oh, I don't have those. And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, you don't want yeah. that bacteria getting to your heart. Oh, you want yeah. that protection, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, my friend, she knew. She's like, I, she didn't want to have her daughter have that happen to her. So and anyway, they, they did a sleep study, and they, they found out for sure that she did have sleep apnea going on. And then knowing that I was into homeopathy, she came to me, and I was able to use the knowledge I gained from Joette's courses to choose remedies that worked. And so after two weeks, 
they saw a big difference in the intensity of her snoring. It wasn't gone yet, but it had lessened. And that cute girl, she forgot to take her remedies for a few days, and the family noticed. And so they told her to hurry and get back on her remedies. A few months later, the snoring was just gone. She got to keep her tonsils. Oh, I love that. And I'm thinking now you have the sinus infection. I'm thinking about her with her sinus issues, especially when you were telling me about she had the dizziness and, you know, a lot of those other symptoms, the ear pain, the nosebleeds, the motion sickness, that all sounds kind of the sinus, you know, fluid in the ear and the sinuses. So did her remedy involve sanguinaria? Sanguinaria was one of them. Yeah. I chose a couple of other ones too. make sure we got it and whatever it worked. It even surprises me, even after like seeing this over and over now, that it works so well. Right. Just, that is amazing. I love it. There was another friend that just blew me out of the water too. Actually, it was her husband that came to me and he was just telling me all about his wife's allergies and she'd had them for years. She was you know, a daily Zyrtec taker and, and actually other meds just to be able to go to work and function. And her symptoms would get worse every fall and every spring. I spouted up how magical homeopathy was and how it's worked in our family. And he decided to try it out. So I set him up with just one remedy and how to take it and thought nothing of it for months. Well, later they come to me and he told me that her allergies were just gone, completely gone. That, you know, that's amazing. In a year and a half, they were gone. I, I don't know if that's normal in everybody's situation. I don't think it is. But for her, that one remedy was enough. That was the one. And she did it for about a year and a half before it was completely gone. And I tell people, it's not that she was miserable during that year and a half and then boom, she was better. You see all that improvement during that time and just enough so that you can stay off the allergy meds as you kind of improve. Right. And as Joette teaches, there's those three elements. There's the intensity of it, Mm -hmm. there's the duration and the frequency. Yep. And with those three, and so if you're seeing any improvement in any of those situations, you know, you're on the right track. You stick with it. There's, there's that podcast, the Magic Markers podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But just to have that result was just, you know, it's, a, it's simply amazing. Tell us another one. I enjoy this storytelling. <laughs> okay. Well, definitely. You know, since we moved on to our farm about uh, six months ago, we also acquired a lovely Great Pyrenees livestock dog. Mm-hmm. and um, he is just an awesome dog. Anyway, when we bought him, we bought him off of Craigslist, of all things, and he was just in this tiny little place. He had been covered in fleas, oh. and he had scratched off a huge section of his behind, of, you know, all the hair and stuff, and then he'd created a bunch of sores back there. And using homeopathy and specific remedies for him and eating some nice raw food and some nice raw bones and good quality nutrition for him also. What's the price for dogs? <laughs> it really is. You know, he's had like some nice raw egg from our chickens. I mean, you, you name it, he's got it. Bones from goats and lamb. And he's great. He looks really great. And he probably got rid of about 10 pounds. So he was way overweight. They had just left the bag of feed there to right. let him eat whatever he wanted. So all in all, he's gotten so much better. So hair's back on his behind, and there aren't any more sores. I can keep going on, though. I've got a couple more. Yeah, tell me a couple more. Go ahead. Okay. So I have another friend, and then she was concerned about her gallbladder. You know, it had been giving her problems for the last couple years, but she also was one that was like, I don't want my gallbladder taken out. Don't take my gallbladder out. But in the last six months, she was having so many issues that she was like, is that my only option to have that taken out? And so anyway, about that time, I came to her basically because, you know, 
when you're a homeopathy missionary, you're just like, blah, 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 vomited and all this wonderful information out there. And so I told her, definitely don't get your gallbladder, take it out. Let's figure it out. And so found the right remedies for, and within a few weeks, she was having less and less issues with that gallbladder. And now, you know, months later, she doesn't have any issues. And her bladder lives to see another day. Her gallbladder is going to be okay. It just was sick. And I can tell you, taking out the gallbladder, that's a pretty much a bread and butter nowadays. But for some reason, everybody's gallbladder is getting sick. It's almost like when you start thinking like it's not important, but then I hear about people's lives when their gallbladders are removed or, or yeah. difficult. It's not easy. It's not a good place to be. Yeah. You need it. Mm-hmm. You need it. Definitely. I can go on. Here's another one. This one's a friend of a friend that had heard that I was doing homeopathy stuff. And boy, this gal, she had a ton of issues. She had terrible allergies, crippling anxiety where she literally couldn't function. Chronic headaches, migraines. She would only have two periods a year. And this was since she started on her menstrual cycle. We worked on her situation and just a few months of taking her remedy, she saw huge, huge changes. This is kind of how it happens too. She almost forgot that she had them. I had to remind her that she had allergies. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and that goes back to, let's make that clear. Joette always says, take your notes. Take your notes. Take good notes. Make sure that you label them with numbers of intensity. That was a situation where it was a good thing that I did take good notes because she had totally forgotten that she had allergies. This was another thing. Her anxiety, she, we started with a whopping nine for her anxiety and we got down to about a four. The headaches were coming less and less. And this was a really big one too. Within a month, her hormones like aligned with the stars and her body was able to start having a period every month, whole life. She had only like two a year. And then once we got that right remedy in her, it probably affected her fertility too. If she was definitely, well, she had had one, she had had to diplomat beforehand to even get pregnant with her other children. What a gift is that to somebody that's been trying to have children? Yeah. So it really was miraculous. One other thing that was really interesting with this one was even at the end of our discussion, she's like, well, I still have anxiety. And I was like, yes, but you went from a nine to a four. Sometimes that's the way it is. I mean, like even for me, do I still have arthritis? I do. But I went from up here. Like I can't remember what I even started at, but now I'm down to a one or a two. Right. So that's a huge deal. And so we cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater just because it's still there. And Joette says that, that we get greedy. We, you oh, know. we definitely were so greedy. Yes. It's like, yeah, well, I'm greedy. Yeah, me too. My chronic stuff is so much better. And then yeah. right now I want this. That's <laughs> right. I want it even more. I it's, want it's more. Really I want more. Yeah. I do. Oh, I and Joette does say that in her classes. She'll say, no, you're not going to get perfect health. Nobody has perfect, perfect health. You always are going to have stuff. But you can live a robust, busy life, good life. And that's what you want, you know. Definitely. Most definitely. Well, here's one more. This was like the okay. clincher. Okay. Yes, go for it. <laughs> So this, this past week, we had kind of a scare. Like I had mentioned, I have seven children and my 17-year-old calls me up. I was a half an hour away at a meeting and he called just obviously upset and was telling me that our little one, Jam, who's three years old, was having a seizure. 
And I'm thinking of how I would have reacted four years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I mean, I really would have probably freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. But fairly calmly, I was able to say, run over to such and such place and grab this. And he ran and grabbed it and gave him the dose. And then I said, now tell me what else is going on. And so he was able to tell me. And I was like, okay, wow. I knew one of the two remedies in my head, but I had to send him to the books to get the other one for the seizures. And I was like, run and go grab this book, go find it. And you know where to find all the remedies. And so within about two minutes, he was able to find it, find the right remedies and give them to our three-year-old son. Even though he was upset, he wasn't freaky because he knew he felt confident in himself and he felt confident in me, I think, and the Mm -hmm. books that we have and the remedies. So everything was just there. Yeah. If any of that wouldn't have been set up just perfectly like that, we could have had a nice freakout session. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of scary. And we yeah. have never dealt with that before. So that was new. I keep ordering different kits. I have my 30C. I have my 200C. I just got my 1M. And I keep getting them in different colors. Oh. Go get me my red box. Go get me my blue box. I need my green um, box. <laughs> the kids right. are okay, and right. they all know where it is, and they run. You know? but you, you, you've got to have it, and that's the thing, is that creates such a security to have those things right there. And I keep telling people, like, get it anyway. So certain ones, you're just like, you will always go to it. Mm-hmm. And just have to have it at your house. If It's too far away if you need to go to vitamin shop, the local drugstore. It's just too far away. It goes back to liberty. It does. It really it does. Freedom of choice. Yep. Freedom of options. And you're limited when you're not prepared. You are. You really, really are. So this is another part of this story with my son. My husband really, really wanted to take him into the hospital and get him checked out at the emergency room. Knowing that the situation that we were going to be in, I was just a little bit leery. I was like, oh, shoot. I don't want to have to deal with this kind of stuff today. But I was like, okay, we'll go in and deal with conventional opinions mm-hmm. so we can figure out what's going on with him. So we took him in. And of course, I was the black sheep because I rejected right off the Motrin and the Tylenol. And I had to do that multiple times, mind you, sending new people in all the time to see if they could convince this stubborn mother to sanity. Really, just take it because we want to bring down his fever. And I was like, it's okay. He's all right. He's going to be okay. I just want you to test him. See what's going on. So they tested him and found out that he had strep. Well, for me, the light went on. I was like, oh, yay, he's got strep. I can do that. I can do that one. So they probably thought that was kind of weird too. And I just had a... You smiled at them. Oh! Yeah, you smiled and you're like, you know, you're not afraid. You're not any of that. But the light went on and I was like, oh, the strep brought on a super fast fever that then caused the febrile seizure. Yeah. I was like, oh, now I can connect the dots. Yeah. You know, and to me, this was a relief because I knew exactly what to do for that. So those diagnoses, oh, thank goodness we have those. Of course, I had the right remedy right there in my purse. I had brought my kit with me. As soon as they went out to go get my bill, I gave them a dose. And uh, $800 later, I had a diagnosis and I got to leave the ER, (laughs) followed by shaking heads and disapproving looks, but me fully confident in my wonderful friend, Homeo. And really, one more dose that night, and by morning, the fever was just a memory. And he was back to his lively self by about 12 the next day. 
And, you know, if you're listening, Joette has a study group curriculum that is coming out. And there is a large chunk in that. It's in the first four weeks. I can't remember which week. We ask you to read Dr. Mendelssohn's chapter on fevers. He talks about febrile seizures and how they're not dangerous, but they are scary to witness. Yeah, exactly. That knowledge is so empowering. It really is. It really is. The thing that was so fun about this one is that the few times that the light went on, instead of feeling anxiety about the situation, I felt happiness. I felt exhilarated. I felt confident. So that is a huge gift right there. And you can't replace that. I tell people, can you imagine what it feels like to generally speaking... I mean, maybe meningitis is going to really freak me out if someone has it, you know what I mean? But that's not common, you know, but generally speaking, illness does not scare me. It's I mean, an it's, opportunity. It's an opportunity for sure. Galen, you are so cool. Oh, I, I want to have been next door to your 2020. I know, right? Come on over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're awesome. I love these stories. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun for me. You know, anytime that we get to talk about homeopathy and fun things like this, oh, it's certainly a pleasure. It's a winning formula for success. Thank you so much. Thank you. Are you or someone you know a mom with Moxie? Well, we're on the hunt for you. And of course, we don't want to hear just from moms, but from anyone who uses and loves homeopathy. Reach out to my podcast team and let us know why you're a mom with Moxie. For more information, contact podcast at joettecalabrese.com. Mm-hmm.